Natalie Cook, to give things that Olympic feel, I'm going to greet you to our show twice, once in English and once in French, which is what they do at the Olympics after all. So good morning, Natalie Cook. Welcome to Robin, Terry and Bob on 97.3. And bonjour, Natalie Cook. Bienvenue à Robin, Thierry et Robert, à Cantrefa 17 FM. How you going? Wow, that was impressive. It does remind me, the French I remember, Terry, is when I stood up on the podium and they announced gold medalist in French. Do you know how to do that too? Oh, oh no, come on, come uh, on, you um, do though. It's Medal uh, Dior. Oh, there we go. Perfect. That's exactly what it sounded like and I remember <laughs> it clearly like it was yesterday. <laughs> so now you've been doing lots of stuff but you've got yourself a podcast. Yeah, I just put it, you know, Robin, I said a little project. Let's see if we can allow our Olympians the space to share their gold medal dream as their head hits the pillow at the time that they're supposed to be in Tokyo competing. And I wanted to hear what they dream about at night, what their ideal gold medal winning performance would look like and feel like to them. Um, and the struggles, of course, for all of us during this time. Um, Nat, yeah, this is a time where punters as well would have booked their holidays to be over there in Japan and to see the Australians going around, isn't it? Well, that's me too. I would have been a punter right there, hanging over the edge of the, you know, the, the stadium, cheering everybody on, and everyone's just holding their breath for another twelve months. There's also those great opportunities like Melissa Wu, who's had the time to get back from her injuries, where she probably wouldn't have made it for 2020. I know. It's really interesting. Some of them have said, oh, that's such a relief because I've had injuries and I wasn't really in form. And then others, that, like Bronwyn Knox, the water polo player, this will be her fourth Olympics. She's just been admitted to the bar as a lawyer and she was hoping to kind of wrap up her Olympics, get on with it and, and get on with the rest of her life. So she now has to delay all that 12 months just fascinating what everyone is, is going through and how they see it, whereas others, um, you, you know, I've asked some of them and they're like, it just gives me another 12 months to get better and stronger and fitter so that, you know, seeing the silver lining, which might turn to gold for them. The fourth Olympics, Nat, that's incredible. I can't think of any woman who's done that before in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Not many, Terry. Let's scratch your head. Just the one? <laughs> just the one. There are. There might be one or two trying to line up for, for five this time, but it, it really is. You know, we've heard from the whole community this COVID has affected everybody and, and our athletes, you know, they've lost. Casual jobs, any of them that had them. They've lost sponsorship. They've lost prize money if they had that too. They are hanging on to their government grants. But it's been a really challenging time of, of some of them, especially in women's sport, say, well, I don't know if I can afford to go another 12 months. A yeah. softball team who have, haven't been on the Olympic roster for two cycles. So those girls are just, you know, devastated. The and- government needs to come up with a new plan. Gold seeker. <laughs> I love it. Let me pitch that. I like well, it. Do it. <laughs> but it's an interesting point because softball is a huge sport in Japan. Um, there is certainly a league here in Australia, and more and more kids are playing it. But how do these people survive? Uh, that's the question. I really don't understand. Some of them have got, you know, that begging, borrowing, and stealing from family. They're, they're just scraping by. Um, and, and some of them, sadly, don't even eat what they're, you know, they have nutritional requirements as they put their bodies through um, all of their training. And some of them don't even eat what they should because they can't afford it. It is really troubling. And so I've made it a mission, Robin, that I'm, you know, going to help these athletes and share their stories. And, and hopefully we can find some 
community support, some corporate support, just so that we can uplift them so that they can do us proud. Because we all know how much we flock to the TV at Olympic time. And sadly, for some of these smaller sports, they only get seen once every four years. And now it's going to take five. And um, the financial support's just not there. So I know it's a tough time for everyone, but we're going to try and dig deep and find a way to help our athletes. Natalie Cook, thank you. Merci. See you later. And au revoir. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi.